I'm going to the beginning of Hebrews. Um, this is like right in the beginning. This is like Hebrews 1, 1. <laughs> um, it says, God, having spoken to the fathers long ago in the voices and writings of the prophets and many separate revelations, um, each of which set forth a portion of the truth and in many ways, has in these last days, um, the Amplified Version puts so many words in there, uh, but it says, God has in these last days spoken with finality to us in the person of one who is by his character and nature, his son, namely Jesus, whom he appointed heir and lawful owner of all things, through whom also he created the universe that is the universe as a space-time matter continuum. There's a lot of words in there. That's crazy. Uh, but basically saying, you know, in these last days, God's spoken to us through his son. Like, there's all these stories in the Old Testament, man. And it can mess us up and it messes a lot of people up. Because uh, what it is, is you see things in there like God killed this person. God did this thing that was bad. Like all, all these things. So if we read that, in combination with the New Testament and the life of Jesus and what we see in the book of Acts, it doesn't line up. It sounds like God's schizophrenic. It sounds like a different guy. Um, so we get we can get this picture of who God is in our head, like maybe he wants to heal, maybe he doesn't. Um, maybe the reason some people doesn't get healed is because God's using that sickness for something, you know, so that way those people meet other people that are sick and then they can help share Jesus with them. And um, I'm just telling you, no, everything I'm reading in here, it does not say that, man. It that is not what's going on. <laughs> like God loves us. God so wants us healed. He so wants us free. He so wants us not living sick, man. The, and it, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I come so that you may have life and life abundant. That's what Jesus said, man. Um, <laughs> God's not putting sickness on people. God's not, he's not up somewhere wanting it to happen. That's not it. It's not his heart, man. He's a good dad. He's a good father. This is... This is in John 14. Um, this is like some of my favorite uh, things that Jesus said in the Gospels. Um, yeah, he's basically talking about, there's this part where Thomas is like, show us the Father and and <laughs> it's kind of funny. Um, Jesus says, do not let your heart be troubled, afraid, cowardly. Believe confidently in God and trust in him. Have faith, hold on to it, rely on it. Keep going and believe also in me. In my father's house are many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would, I would have told you uh, because I'm going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I'll come back again and I'll take you to myself. And so where I'm going, you may be also into the place where I'm going. Uh, you know the way. And Thomas said to him, Lord, uh, 
we do not know the way where you're going, so how can we know the way? And Jesus said to him, I'm the only way to God and the real truth and the real life. No one comes to the Father but through me. That really wasn't the part I was trying to get at. I was about to start talking about that last part, but I want to keep reading so I can go at this at this part. Um, if you had really known me, you would have also known my father. From now on, you know him and have seen him. And Philip said, Lord, show us the father. <laughs> and then we'll be satisfied. <laughs> Jesus said, have I been with you for so long a time? And you do not know me yet, Philip nor recognize clearly who I am. Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. And it keeps going. But the clear view of who God is, the clear view of who God is, we see through the life of Jesus. The clear view of the way he really is. Old Testament versus New Testament, you have the law of sin and death. And we now have a new covenant. We now have a new agreement with God that is completely different, man. It is no longer we have to go to a building to meet with God. It's God in us. It's Christ in us, man. It's unity with him. It's him saying, all that I have, I give to you. And in response, we say, God, you can have all that we are too. And, and we just give ourselves completely to him. Ah, this is, I want to pick out one more little part in here as well. There's so much good stuff in here. It's like John 14 through 17. Some of the most powerful stuff in scripture. Like if anyone has questions about the Holy Spirit and salvation and like, why Jesus? What's the role of like, why did Jesus really come? Like, and what was accomplished? Like, it just, everything's laid out like so clearly in here. Um, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, that is, if we are vitally united and my message lives in your heart, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. vitally united like united with him like that's the difference that's the difference between the new testament and the old testament it was it was man apart from god it was man after the fall it was then god was, was still there he was still god but we were so separate so apart from him so distant from him people had to go to certain places and to, to meet with God and God would only talk to some people because everybody else was so messed up. And um, there was all these laws and rules and things, but they, they were really just designed to make us aware of how sinful we are and to become conscious of our sins so that we could try and correct it and go keep asking for forgiveness and try not to do this and try not to do that. Don't taste, don't touch, don't handle. And it talks about that. In um, one of the letters that Paul wrote, he talks about that. These rules, these man-made rules that don't do anything, they don't have the power to save us from sin, man. And, um, but it was to make us aware of it. That's what they were there for. Like, even when you look at the legal system, like these guys that are in and out of jail and in and out of jail, and it, and it, and it, really, it really doesn't fix it. Um, 
but it but it does give you like a natural reason to be like, yeah, I should probably do less drugs or I should probably speed less, you know? So it makes you aware of what not to do. Um, but what Jesus came to do, what Jesus came to do was to completely restore us back to the place like before the fall of man, before the fall of man. I was reading this thing, dude. We're kind of going from rabbit trail the rabbit trail but this is in timothy um i want to find it i don't just want to try and quote it i want to actually find it um it was talking about yeah um it's timothy at the end of timothy 2 um says but women will be preserved and saved through the pain and dangers of bearing of children if they continue in faith and love and holiness with self-control and and discretion um and it's literally the opposite of what it says in the very beginning. I looked at it in the beginning of Genesis. Um, I'll greatly multiply your pain in childbirth, and in pain you'll give birth to children. Yet your desire and longing will be for your husband, and he'll rule over you with authority over you and be responsible for you. So it's like all the bad stuff that happened in the fall of man, Jesus came to totally wipe it out. Like he's, he's the way. He's the way to the Father. He's the way to no more in and out, no more back and forth. Like it's God in you. It's when we talk about being the body of Christ, the embodiment of of who God is, the embodiment of the anointing, the embodiment of his love, the embodiment of his power. Like that's us, man. Not just the body of Christ, like we're all people following Christ together, but it's Christ in us, man. The hope of glory. Like it's real. He's not far away, man. We can live so free. We can live so healed. We can live so delivered. Anything we see in the life of Jesus, he's, it's for us. He said, you'll do all these things and even greater things if you believe. If you have faith even as little as a mustard seed, you'll speak to this mountain and tell it to move and, and, it'll, and it'll go, man. <laughs> so if that mountain's not moving, if that mountain's not moving, it's not God saying to us, well, there you go. You just should have had more faith. You're really not reading your Bible enough. You're not doing this and that enough. You need to work on this. That's the Old Testament, man. That's the Old Testament view of God. And it is not accurate to who he really is. He doesn't have an attitude. He's not mad at us. The Bible says the wrath of God was poured out on Jesus He's not mad at us. He so loves us. Another cool thing in Timothy, it talks all, all over and over. Upholding and fully understanding the mystery that is the true doctrine of the Christian faith um, with a clear conscience resulting from behavior consistent with spiritual maturity. Having a good conscience think it says it again in the beginning but the goal of our instruction is love which springs from a pure heart and a good conscience and sincere faith um <laughs> talks about in romans how how the law only makes us more aware of how sinful we are are we that person are like 
I'm just like, God, I don't ever want to be that person where when someone's around me, they're just, they become aware of how sinful they are without there being any answer and without there being any love and without there being, like, I'd way rather have someone more aware of the love of God and how much God loves them, man. That's why you see signs and wonders, man. That's why you see Jesus always healing the sick, man. He healed all of them, everyone that he prayed for every time. That's what it says in the Bible, man. He healed all the sick, all of them, man. And if, if we believe something else, then that, that doesn't line up with Scripture, man. He healed all of them. And man, if Jesus touched them, if Jesus touched them and they got healed, <laughs> it's still that way today. And he's in us. And oh, I'm so the last like, I don't know, the whole last like five months, six months, I've been going through this school and these teachings and and really just like on purpose, like spending time with God. And um, it's a whole thing that I went through previously, like five years ago. But but I've been looking for, I'm like, God, what were the nuggets in this that were so significant and how I got saved? Because it was listening to these videos, is how I got saved in this school. So I've been going back and listening to them. And I'm finding these different things where it's like, whoa. Like things, not that I forgot, but things that just, I forgot the significance of. And um, so, man, I've just been tearing through scripture and it's been so fun. I've been praying for sick people um, in the last month, way more than the whole rest of the year. And um, I am just so excited, man. Like when we have like a clear view of scripture and like who Jesus is and who we are in him, like, it's the most life-giving thing ever. <laughs> it's not, it's not this like dark, daunting thing. Like I've got to go out there and serve God because <laughs> it's my duty. That's not it, man. It's just like, ah, he loves us so much. He's so powerful and so amazing. And he came and put his spirit in us. And if his spirit's in me, man, if I've been blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places, like it says in Ephesians, that means I have full access. It talks over and over again in Timothy 2 about the mystery revealed. Or was I reading also? I was reading through um, Ephesians a bunch. It says the same thing, the mystery revealed. Boldly proclaiming the mystery of Christ. Um, like God wants us to know, man. <laughs> He's not this mysterious, far away God that, you know, is back and forth on things. Like if someone, if we're praying for someone and they don't get healed and, and it's, it's never like, oh, maybe it just wasn't God's will that they didn't get healed. You know, maybe he had some greater plan. It's not that, man. No, it's the devil. It's totally the devil, man. It's, it's like, if we pray for somebody and, and, and they don't get healed, man, we just, we did, we didn't have the faith for it in that situation. And God's just telling us, he's like, I love you. Like, thank you for praying. Keep going. Keep believing. Don't stop believing. Don't stop believe in. <laughs> I just picture God singing that to us, man. You know, he's, just, he's like, uh, yeah, 
I just, it's, it's awesome, man. Um, everything we see in the life of Jesus, that's the, that's the manifestation, the visible image of the invisible God. God revealed as he really is through Jesus Christ. Like that's his will revealed. We can't find it in life. We can't find it in our life experiences. We can't find it in people's opinions. We can't find it in people's church experiences if they weren't lining up with the, with the life of Jesus. We can't find it in the Old Testament. We can't find the visible image of the invisible God. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father in the Old Testament. Jesus says, from now on, you have seen him and you do know him. (laughs) Yeah. There's a lot of different stuff. But um, I'm just really pumped. I want to share some stuff with you guys. I'm really pumped to go pray for the sick and lay hands on the sick man and love people and be open to God for prophetic words and knowledge and things in the grocery store and when I'm out at job sites. Like, I am I am so stoked about it, man. If Jesus touched them, they'd get healed, and he's in me. <laughs> we say yes to Jesus. He's in us, man, and we're in him. And, and every day we can grow in understanding what that means and understanding authority, the authority we have in Christ. Yeah, I think that's all I got. I'm going to go to bed, but God bless you guys.